Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. From the traveling built four tough studio, Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are in the free Odyssey app. Good Monday morning. We are back one more day from the Blue Wire Studios here at Wynn Las Vegas after Super Bowl 58, a game that got off to a slow start. It was a little bit sloppy. Some mistakes, not a lot of offense, good defense, and then turned into an epic ending with, of course, the king of the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, getting it done with the Super Bowl on the line, winning another one, winning another Super Bowl MVP in the Kansas City Chiefs. Have a dynasty. It's as simple as that. And this was a rough loss for the 49ers. They were up 10 in the game. Of course, Kyle Shanahan having lost to them a few years ago in a Super Bowl and blowing as the offensive coordinator uh, the biggest Super Bowl lead of, of all time. So this is another tough pill to swallow. But what can you say? Everything I, I want to happen in the NFL does not happen. I was rooting hard for the San Francisco 49ers there at Allegiant Stadium. I did pick the Chiefs, did think the Chiefs were going to win, but I was I was surrounded by Niners fans. I was screaming for it, and of course, Patrick Mahomes with the dagger. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Uh, <laughs> I know if you're watching CBS Sports Network, I don't know, you know, if you were doing that early, you would have seen that the show prior to us was us after the game, because we had to stay for an extra hour after the game and yeah. do a post-game on the CBS Sports Network. I feel like I just got off the field. That's <laughs> what I feel like. And, and I didn't go to the rap party. They had a great rap, you know, the, you wrap it all up, rap party yeah. at the Virgin Hotel last night. Oh, my God, I got a story for you. We almost had another BWI incident, BWI oh train incident. Are you kidding me? Yeah, another it, one of those? Yeah, it was in the uh, the elevator lobby, and we only had one elevator working at that crappy Virgin. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that hotel that we were staying at that we moved to uh, this weekend, I mean, it was annoying, uh, but anyway, I have to say, it was uh, 
from my perspective and all the things that we were asked to do going into this game, uh, I, I couldn't tell you how smoothly it, it ran behind the scenes, like the stuff that we were dealing with. Wow. Oh, that's tremendous. Oh, yes, they this are is the, tremendous. This is the greatest thing ever. Yes. This is, this is just perfect. I am so happy that we are back here at the win. See, what's happening here is we, uh, we, we were just getting flashed, Al Dukes. Oh, man. Right here. Yes, amazing. Yes. God bless you, I mean, girls. Just, uh, thank you. God bless you. Right, God bless you, yes. God bless you. Uh, whatever God you believe in, I hope it blesses you. <laughs> yeah, now we're, yeah, now we're getting ass smacks and everything. What? Now, let, let them do it, security guard. Just let them do whatever they want to do. It's okay, he said. I mean, yeah, that's a very, you know, I got to tell you, all the years we've worked together, that's never happened to us. <laughs> We just got boob flashed. <laughs> oh, that was tremendous. And and then she turned around and smacked her ass for us as well, which was a nice that's, little... Uh, that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you were saying, Boomer? Uh, I don't know Rest. what I was just saying. I was just completely distracted. I don't know oh. what just happened. All right, Eddie, stop it. <laughs> anyway, I was saying, I think I was saying that from, from our perspective and where we were sitting yesterday, everything went really, really well. Yeah. It, it couldn't have been any smoother. <clears throat> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I just can't believe what I just saw. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that was incredible. I think I had about an hour and a half of sleep. Did you get any sleep last uh, night? I I feel like I did. I feel like I got like uh, at least four hours. At least. Mm-hmm. You know, the worst part about it was is that uh, coming back from the stadium, which was fine, everything was smooth. Like I said, I I knew in the back of my mind that I had a pack, like to be able to get everything together. And bring it out with me because we're leaving today right after yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was, I was ahead of the game. Much tougher. Everything was much tougher for you, but I had everything packed, had the clothes laid out for the next morning. I was, there they are again. These are our angels right here. Um, so I had everything laid out for the next morning and, uh, and it was, it, that was pretty smooth, but it was, huh? Yeah. I, this I, is good. This what? is good. This is, this <laughs> Jerry, can you just do the rest of the show, man? What are we doing here? <laughs> I have, this is my stock line has been the last couple of days that I have lost my identity out here. I don't, I don't know who I am. I, I honestly like that. I am living in another parallel universe where I'm me, but I, it's not my life. Well, you know what? It was nine days out here and nine days of, uh, of a lot of interesting happenings going on. Uh, um, oh, by the way, so we, we were smooth. Everything was great. Yeah. They moved us from the Bellagio Fountain into the stadium. That was smooth and everything. I mean, we had a total great setup over there. Um, you know, we, I, we could hear Usher. I, I would have, we couldn't see him. So the question is, did you want to sit outside and listen to him? Yeah. If you could have gotten a spot, because where we were sitting on the stadium or within the stadium, that whole thing collapses mm. when we're off the stage. So we couldn't stay on our stage. Yeah. So there was really no way for us to be out on the field to be able to see Usher. And we could hear it. And then we could go into the green room and then see it on TV. Um, but I, I, everybody seemed to like it. Everybody I talked to that was there yeah. seemed to really like it. I, I, we couldn't tell what it sounded like. Uh, on our TVs in the green room. You know, you know what's interesting is generally with these halftime shows, it comes across better on TV than it does in the stadium. But from the people I talked to that were watching it on TV compared to the people that were watching it in the stadium, which well, I was one of them with Eddie and Al, I think it was better in the stadium than it was on television. 
uh, at least from what I heard, because I was totally impressed. I was blown away. I had low expectations for it from the last halftime show that I saw, and I was I was locked in. And we had we were given these little uh, like life alert things around our necks that, <clears throat> that would light up in all different colors, and it just it was. I I thought he did a tremendous job. You know what? For for I guess in the stadium where we were, because we were in the bowels of the stadium, we were yeah. underneath the stands and everything. All you could feel is the vibration. I mean, it was so uh, loud. Yeah, it was. It was amazing how loud it was, and you can actually feel it uh, when they, when they were cranking it. So I, I all I know is that uh, everybody seemed to like it. Uh, and we were told that stand by. We have to make sure that they can get everything that was a part of that thing. The amount of the staging and the amount of people that were on that field. Yeah, I was, it was crazy. Insane. I mean, I took a picture. They they had all those like uh, peacock women that had the big feathers, and there was a contortionist that was on the field. It was a gazillion people. It was it was nuts. And he had a couple of good special guests. Ludacris came out. A little John, like we expected. Alicia Keys. That was the one that we didn't expect. Yeah, Jermaine she Dupree came, out, she came out, out of nowhere. Yeah, no, she she actually came out from under a giant red sheet. Yes, and then and then there she was. There so. she was in red and a red piano and everything else. So that that part of it was great. And then all of a sudden, the football game turned into something that was tremendous in the second half. I know I heard you guys talking about the first half and it wasn't all that great. I have to tell you. That San Francisco defense yeah. was flying around. I mean, they were flying around. And Chase Young in the first half was trying to prove that he could still play football. They got the message. I can yeah. tell you this. Whatever message that was sent to them, they got it. At least for about three quarters. You know, towards the end of the game, they start playing soft zone. And Patrick Mahomes is just picking them apart. And on that last drive to end up winning the game in overtime, he was eight for eight. Eight for eight, ran for a couple yeah. of first downs, and well, it was just completely the brilliance of the way that he plays quarterback right now. I, there's, I guess, to me, Joe Burrow would be the closest one to him and then Josh Allen. But uh, you could see how he just completely took over the game at the end of the game, reading blitzes, getting rid of the football out of his yeah. hands, being accurate, stepping up in the pocket, knowing how far he had to go, getting down, taking hits. I mean, he was amazing in the second half. Yeah, a couple of things about that last drive. One, those two runs were just him putting the team on his back. One was on fourth down, and the other one was for, what, 16 yards? That on was third just, and one. Yeah, on third and one, which was critical. And then also, you know, Steve Wilkes made a... A critical error. He he sent everybody on a third down to go and get Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he did straight up cover zero, go get him, and that's just he got flustered and See, frustrated. I know, but here's the thing: Steve Spagnuolo is doing the same thing now. It's going after Brock Purdy, who, by the way, <laughs> yeah, played totally pretty well. Different, I know it's totally different, but sooner or later, it's like you got to pick your poison. Yeah, and um, I think Steve Wilkes just wanted to get after him, see if they could hit him. I think it was, are you talking about the one where he hits Jarek McKinnon out of the backfield? Yes. Yeah, I mean, and that, and Jarek McKinnon did a pretty good job, like, almost making the guy that was blitzing off the end, thinking he was going to block him. Yeah. And it's within the offense that Patrick knows he's got to probably retreat and throw it over this guy. Yeah. It would have been interesting had that, I, I don't remember which which guy was blitzing at that particular time. But if that guy had peeled off with McKinnon, what would have happened on the play? Yeah, but I mean, from the from a layman standpoint, you send people at the best quarterback in the league, and he just calmly looked down the field, found the guy, 
and was another backbreaker. I mean, he just you now. I don't know what the answer is. Like, what, what's the answer? If you if if you don't send everybody, then he sits back and, and picks you apart. Probably if you send everybody, then he just quickly gets rid of the ball. So I, I mean, I could sit here and say that the 49ers made a mistake, but just Patrick Bones is just too good at this point. And this is the stuff we were saying on Friday in picking the game that there there were three factors that I think that that the the Chiefs had a major advantage. And it was defensive coordinator, championship experience, head coach, championship experience, and the unquestioned, unquestioned, mm. undisputed mm. best player in the league. And he'll find a way. As good as the Niners were, he found a way. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to really put in the words the way that he plays quarterback, but it's just, it's amazing. There's He doesn't get flustered, and even in bad games, But, you know, his season this year was not a spectacular season by his standards, by any stretch in the imagination. Remember, we were talking about how they couldn't find any wide receivers early in the season. They had to run the ball, and it was all about defense. And still, this defense, by the way, only gave up 22 total points in four playoff games in the second half. Think about that for a second. Yeah. I mean, they were were that damn – they were that – they were that damn good. Uh, I, I I don't know. The other, the other thing that the big question I would have going into overtime, and I I don't know the explanation for this. I'm sure that there's a reasonable estimate explanation for it. But if I'm winning the coin toss in overtime, I'm deferring. Yeah, I, I'm not taking the ball because of the way the rules are written. And I I'm sure Kyle Kyle Shannon spoke about this last night. I did not see it. And I, I did question him. I'm not doing it this morning after. I did it right at the moment. Uh, and then when we came on the air, I just, I said, I, I don't understand why he wouldn't have deferred there. Now I'm sure there's an analytical answer to it. Uh, is there? Because I, <laughs> so it, it's sort of the same thing as a college football overtime is that you want the opportunity to know what you need to do. So you could use all four downs exactly. if, you need, if you need to or. If you have to punt or, or settle for a field goal. So I, I don't, I, I will not accept any other argument. It's <laughs> like, honestly, I don't know what he said or analytic this, analytic that. There's not enough information with the over, the new overtime rules for the playoffs. So I, what, what would the analytics be based on? There's, there's nothing there. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I did not hear an explanation yet. I yeah. basically put my head on a pillow, got up, took no, a shower and came here. I'm sure Jerry so, has it. So I'm sure we'll find one. Uh, whether or not uh, he explains that. And I know you want to be aggressive, but again, you know, a lot of these coaches, like Dan Campbell, they're, they, they're aggressive all year long. They want the ball. They want to do this on fourth down. They want to do that on fourth down. Uh, they don't want to set up for field goals. But when you get into these games at this level and you got coaches and quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid standing on the other sideline, I mean, you just sometimes it's just better to be smarter and just to be as conservative as you possibly can be. Yeah. Uh, and at, at that point, too, I, I could understand having had the lead, watching the Chiefs come back, winning the toss. It's almost like mentally you don't want to give them the ball. You, you kind of want to stop the momentum. I can understand that. If that was his explanation, maybe I could understand well, a little more. Like, you know, I, I felt like my defense was tired and they needed to yeah. you know, get their wits about themselves. Maybe, maybe that's the case. Maybe that's the story. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, but this is another brutal <clears throat> loss for Kyle Shanahan. I mean, he's he's got it. And I, I said for the entire season, if the Niners don't win the Super Bowl this year, they're just going to be beside themselves. Now they ran into you know, a, a dynasty, and I, I don't know if that puts any uh, 
a consolation prize for them at all. I doubt it. Uh, but this was a year that it, it needed to be their year. And they got off to a great start. They made Patrick Mahomes look human in that first half. But it just, you give him four quarters and he's going to find a way in every one of these games that he played uh, as an underdog, the last three games, Buffalo, Baltimore, and the Niners. Yeah. So he he took out everybody that people expect. I mean, uh, this is Buffalo's year now. Josh Allen playing at MVP level. Mahomes, <laughs> done. Puts the Zorro sign on his chest. Lamar Jackson, MVP. Baltimore, one seed. This is this is their year. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> carves him up. San Francisco 49ers, best roster in the league. You know, they're going to get revenge in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> It's just it's just ridiculous. You know what? They didn't score a lot of points in this play, in these playoffs. I mean, twenty five points for Patrick Mahomes and what we always think is this great offense. Yeah, that's not a lot of points. Um, <clears throat> that's why their defense deserves a lot of credit. But I, I don't know. I, I also I probably made a mistake at halftime because on that Christian McCaffrey double double reverse the pass the, the pass of Jawan Jennings. Yeah. So I came on at halftime and I and it, I'm telling you to to my eye. It looked like the center for the 49ers was like 10 yards downfield. Yeah. And so I'm looking at this replay. I'm looking at this replay. And I'm like, man, this guy's 10 yards downfield. This should be a legal man downfield. So I basically said at halftime, I, I don't necessarily know that that Christian McCaffrey touchdown should be allowed. And I'm looking at it and I'm looking at it and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm asking all of our researchers and everything. And they're like, ah, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe they let it slide or whatever. And then I went back after halftime and looked at it on next gen stats. We take a look at next gen stats. See how far the C number 64 right yeah, there? Yep. See how far downfield he is? Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that as soon as that ball was released with a forward pass, and that was Jennings, the wide receiver who may have been the, <laughs> the MVP had they won. Yeah. Because he threw a touchdown pass and he caught a touchdown pass. But uh, and the last guy to do that was Nick Foles. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. um, really special. I just, I felt like when I'm watching it, but as soon as the ball leaves the hand of Jennings, that's when I, the center is moving down the field and it's, it's really close. But looking back at the next gen stats of it, where they, where you can look at it in computer form and it shows you where everybody is on the field when the ball is being thrown, he was right at the, at the line of the right place to be. So I think I was wrong. And the referees in that case were right. And the other thing I did like about the game, for the most part, is that the referees really weren't a part of the game. Yeah. I didn't feel like they were. There were a couple times on third down where guys were, I thought, had made first downs, but were not given first downs. And there was one, I think, the Kansas City Chiefs could have challenged, but they decided not to challenge. That was the one with Travis Kelsey. Well, yeah, and this is something that I think is great and that you're bringing up, too, because we only complain about the officials when something bad goes wrong. I mean, they didn't make it about them last night. It was night. not about them at all. not about them. And, and I mean, it's like they, let, they let a lot go. Yeah, which is fine, though. I mean, there was, holding, there, was a lot, and yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of holding going on with the defensive linemen and everything. And, and you know, I'm sitting there with J.J. Watt, and he's like, man, you can't catch a break, man. You know, he sees it, obviously, from a defensive lineman's perspective, which I love. Because it gives me a different perspective when I'm talking about the game and about some of the uh, some of the frustrations that certain players would have while watching a game of this magnitude, and that was one of them. Like they they let it go, which I think they let the, the players play, and that's fine. So speaking of JJ Watt, I end up getting in the elevator with JJ Watt, and whether it was his driver, security guard, whatever it was, 
and it was only we're both on the second floor, so it's just one floor, you know, to go. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm just not going to say anything to him. He watches and listens to us. <laughs> I I know, but it just was like I had to go through, and he was heading towards this to the stadium yesterday. So he was all dressed up, he's ready to go, right? Heading to work, and I'm like, I, I just I can't believe say I'm Gio and Boomer's partner. I know, I. I I just did you. What do you think about his hair? Because his hair seemed to be making it all, all th- through the. Uh, he looked the, great to me. The ex and everything. Like you looked like a guy. Somebody put it out there that, and JJ responded to it. So that's the only reason I'm talking about it. Yeah. Said that uh, JJ Watt looks like a guy that you would see giving a uh, a wedding speech, and he forgot some lines, or, or is going to say something that's going to cause a divorce or something <laughs> like that. You know, a best man speech. And yeah. That he, that he actually, uh, you know, he uh, responded back to it. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. But I, uh, I, and then the, his security guard and driver was looking at me like, oh, who's this slap NFL fan that's going to be bugging J.J. Watt in the elevator? Yeah, I think you're overreacting to that. JJ's, J.J. couldn't be a nicer guy. I know, but I just, I, he, to be honest with you, he's going to do his first Super Bowl broadcast. He's leaving. He doesn't need to be talking to anybody. I thought I did him a solid by just leaving him alone. Hey, hey J.J., go do what you got to do. I mean, do. you just got done saying hello to Randy Moss, your new friend. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. That was fun. All right, it is Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
wouldn't care. And I figured all the people that I'm talking to at home would, would give me a heads up about this. Nobody did. Everybody's like, hey, how's everything going? You do this, you do that. You can tell me about the winter storm, will you? Well, they didn't want to tell you about the winter storm because, like, now you are morphing into, like, like just, like, anxiety. A lot of logistics, man. You know, you talk logistics. There's a lot of logistics. The timing. Do I have to stay in the hotel? The this, the that, the snowblower. Let it snow. Let it snow. Snowblower. Snowblower. Just snowblowers out. Listen, dude. Yeah. We've had nine unbelievable days. I know that. <laughs> uh, that has nothing so to do go, with this, so you though. you go back into the snow, you, you just deal with it like everybody else deals with it. <laughs> Get some duct tape and some milk and let's go. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's not like everybody else. There is there is a component of, I cannot not be at work. I know. And it, then sometimes I have to have the hotel and come in because the roads are so bad. There is a... there. You got to think about it. I can't just be willy nilly kind of like, oh, I'll just drive in a foot of snow to work and then be late. Yeah, Gen you know what Z I'm saying? <laughs> right. All right. All right. Just I got to figure it out. I know we have a jury update, so I don't want to ask Al about something. I'll ask Al something on the other side of the update oh. that I found Ooh. very interesting that he and Jerry were talking about this morning. Hmm. Okay. Very good. All right. What's up, Jerry? How are you, man? I'm good. We're brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. A couple things. I did 18 in yesterday. Gee, it wasn't so by bad. By the way, are you uh, sick? Nice. Are you sick? You sound sick again. No. I, it's the same thing that I had after I was in the casino last week. I've kind of lost my voice from the smoke, but I feel great, actually. I'm not sick at all. All right. So I actually feel wonderful. I got a nice, nice, nice uh, short night's sleep in my own bed. It was fantastic. And I will tell you, Eddie, you can have the blah, 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 sounder ready because I know this is going to sound terrible. Uh, you were phenomenal yesterday. Oh, by the way, uh, Boomer. Hello, anybody? I, what? I thought you were phenomenal <laughs> yesterday because I thought all of the broadcasters had their issues. I did not think you did. So there you go. Oh, let's go through the other broadcasters' I, issues, Jerry. I, I applaud you, Mr. Bumarosai. No, right, well, thank you very well, much. Well, I appreciate well, it. Well, <laughs> let's go one, one by one. Yes. One, one well, by one. Jim, no, Jim Nance mean. issue. Well, I don't want to do th- Um <laughs> Okay. Uh, Nance was terrific. The only thing would be, I would say, I don't know where he was sitting. He had the line of the, uh, the first down yardage wrong several times. Okay. And I don't know that's his fault as much as it might be the spotter. Um, but that was noticeable. And uh, Romo? I thought Romo was good. I, you know, Romo was fine. Aside from singing Adele into a break, I thought Romo was actually pretty good. I thought you, but here's where they, where I thought they weren't great, where I thought you shined, Boomer. Uh, the whole Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid thing, you got on him pretty good at halftime. Romo and Nance kind of glanced over it like it wasn't that big a deal. They mentioned <laughs> it, but it was like, eh, oh, this happened. Uh, back to the play. I thought it was weird, actually. And then I thought Nate was very laissez-faire, as they say about that, when you were trying to take him down. <laughs> Phil Phil had his issue with his pick in the beginning of the game, which well, these things happen. He got confused. Uh, what else? I But you, I thought you were like a, a, a solid A-plus across the board. I thought you were really good. Uh, that's very nice wow. of you, Jerry. Thank you very much. I didn't, by the way, I didn't ask him, didn't pay him, no, didn't, and want, I, didn't expect him to say what he's saying and right And I now. also know that it was going to sound terrible, but it is. Yes. even Kim's watching the game. She goes, Boomer's on point today. I'm like, yes. And she also loved the uh, the Vegas thing uh, from the hangover, which was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, the hangover. What would you guys think of that? That was, that was so good. They did a tremendous job with that production. Uh, Bill Cowher's got to work on his acting chops. Yeah, but, but you know what? I got to tell you, our guy Dan Ennis, the producer who put that together, and then went out to go see Ed Helms the next day. Yeah, because you guys knew I was shooting that we were shooting that on <laughs> right. Monday. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, it was Phil Sims coming down the stairs in those boxes was hilarious. Oh yeah, funny. yeah. I so mean good. that was hilarious, and I thought Nate was Nate was, was good. Phil was, 
Yeah, when Phil was talking to, to Ed Helms, it was like, you know, he's on the cell phone. Yeah. And there's really, Ed Helms is not on the cell phone when Phil is doing it at the moment, of course. But the way Phil came up, I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, Phil was great. And uh, he told me at the Breitling event, when someone told him that he was wearing the boxer shorts, yeah. he goes, so you're going to make me that effing guy? <laughs> That's what he said to the director. Well, it could have been the effing guy with the freaking uh, tattoo on his forehead. <laughs> uh, yep. It was very, very well done. So. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, CBS Sports Network was showing the Ed Helms, Phil Sims conversation. I thought that was funny. Nate was great. And then, of course, J.J. Watt just shows up like, you know, the Adonis that he is. Hey, guys, let's go work out. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> exactly. All right, so let's get, let's get to some of the sound from uh, last night, specifically the game winner. First, this hour, I'll give you Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. First and go at the three. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes, four-man front, receiver of motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown, it's caught. Hardman caught the ball, the Chiefs have won, the Chiefs have won. Yeah, they've won the Super Bowl, indeed. Oh! The, indeed the Hardman, man, who uh, told uh, yes. O's the mentalist. That's right. That somehow Subway, that he was going to be a part of a winning team that was going to beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit nuts. And he did get a uh, a little bit of time on stage during the uh, Lombardi Trophy presentation. He said that he blacked out when he caught the ball. And apparently he didn't know the rules uh, that he that the game was, yeah, over, was over at yeah. that point. Yeah. So, well, right. we, we had him on our set after. Yeah. And I, I did ask him about being traded from the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> to Kansas City in the middle of the season, he was like, hey, man, I just like getting back to family. Yeah. Like, I was so happy. It's funny I, you said that about Hardman, G. I'm skipping around, uh, guys at CBS, I apologize. But Eric Armstead of the Niners was also confused. I, I don't. It shouldn't surprise me, but it does. Here he was. I think he was asked about taking the ball first, where he's also talking about the rules in overtime. I didn't even know about the new overtime, uh, playoff overtime rule, so it was a surprise to me. Um yeah, I didn't even really even know what was going on in terms of that. I, they put on this, the scoreboard, and everyone was like, oh, even if you score, they get a chance still. So. Isn't that amazing? We're a couple of years yeah, into yeah, this. But by the way, so when he says if we score, meaning if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball back. Which is different than the regular season, right? Right, because if you, it, yes, because hmm. you, you, if you kick a, well, you you get you get the ball back anyway in the regular season. Not if you score the, the first not, team scores a touchdown. But not if the touchdown. first team scores a touchdown. Yeah, but here right. in the postseason, they're insured a possession. Yep, exactly. So so meaning that if San Francisco would have scored a touchdown, Kansas City would have been able to get back on the field to see if they could tie it. Yeah, and, just, and the advantage there is is that they know they they have to use all four downs. Right. That is in order very to true. keep the game going. Very That's true. why it, it's. I'm still not understanding it. Do you have any Kyle Shanahan yes. sound as to why he deferred there? Uh, didn't defer, why he took didn't the ball? Defer. Yes, here is Shanahan on the decision to take the ball in overtime. Uh, it's just something we talked about with, you know, that none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked to those guys, and we just thought it would be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal, and if, if we did, then... We thought it was in our hands after that. See, that's the analytic part of it. Mm -hmm. But the problem is you got to take into account who the quarterback is on the other side. And any anywhere outside of field goal range on fourth down, they're going to go for it. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the advantage like for they Kansas did. City. Like okay. they did on that fourth and one. And that's a lot of assuming where he goes, we want the ball third if both of us go down and score. I mean, that's just a lot of looking into the future. They have the fact that, you know, you stop them and then you go win the game after that. I know, but at least he gave an, a legitimate answer. This wasn't yeah. something that he was searching for. It was something that, you know, they did discuss. Nobody has ever had this situation before in the NFL. So at least he reasonably discussed it with his analytics guys. These analytics guys, they get in the way all the time, man. Cool. <laughs> I want to interview these guys after guys the around game. here, Al? No. Not so much around here. We don't have any. Nope. Nobody at WF analytics no, guy? I don't think any um, analytics. Would you say, guys, that most of the guys on the air at our station are anti-analytics? Yes. I, yeah, I would think so, yeah. Mo not all, most. Well, then, who is the one or two guys or people, maybe a gal somewhere, I don't know, that is actually into analytics? Uh, name that person. Uh, uh, McMonagall. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing for you, man. I, got, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, you know everything that goes on at our station, and you don't know who the analytics guys are? What do you mean? Like the, like baseball analytics guys? The analytics. I mean, it have to be Evan, if anybody, yeah, right? I mean, but he's not, like, though. Like NBA analytics, shoot threes. <laughs> you have a better chance of winning if you hit more threes than the other team. <laughs> That's true. If you make more, you, you win. Yes. That is true. Uh, here's one from Patrick Mahomes on Westwood One. What does this mean, Wendy? It means the world. I mean, when I got here, I wanted to, to win as many as possible. I wanted back-to-back. -back. We fell short last time, and to be able to come back and do it, um, it, it truly is special. Um, but we're not done. That three-peat three sounds real nice. Oh, well, they got to do that next year. He was the MVP, threw for 333 yards, two touchdowns, also ran for 66 yards uh, in the win. Travis Kelsey had one whopping catch for one yard at halftime. I got to tell you, Boomer, this game was boring in the first half. But obviously... It was defense, man. It was, it, was, yeah, it, was, it was sloppy. Did you see those guys flying all... Yeah, I did. You know, sloppy. Anybody out there that plays defense understands exactly what that first half was about. It was about the effort by the mm. 49ers. The 49ers owned the game. They just didn't score a lot of points. No, and their and defense let them down when they could have won twice. Listen, Christian McCaffrey fumbles. You know, they're he right did. down in there. They're going to they're gonna go in and all of a sudden a fumble. You know, and that's the Chiefs have been living on that. Look they at all the turnovers they got against Baltimore. Had three-point leads with two minutes to go in the game. Didn't hold them without a field goal and had a chance to hold them at the end. Didn't, didn't do it again, so... They had the lead twice. Defense let him down. And by the way, how about the fact of this uh, uh, the, uh, the the torn Achilles by Dre Greenlaw? Oh, running, crazy. It was like Aaron Rodgers all over again. Yeah, but he didn't have somebody sitting on top of him and no, twisting him. He just he just jumped off the sideline to go run on the field. And as, as the defense was getting ready to go on, he, you know, he was actually hopping up and down Ugh. on the sideline. Terrible. So I don't know. And then all of a sudden, you see. Again, like where we were sitting and with the angle that we had, I, you could see the same thing happen to his calf as what happened to Aaron Rodgers' calf. Yeah, really awful. Oh. So, so the Chiefs win their Super Bowl champions. So I want to give you just a couple of other things uh, from this game. There's someone who's breathing a sigh of relief, I believe, if I if I wrote this in properly. So Shannon Sharp and Chad Ochocingo did their uh, podcast. I guess they were live in Vegas all week. And let's just say there was lots at stake for Chad going into this game. You said you were so confident yes, sir. that the Chiefs are going to win this game. Absolutely. You said if they don't win, right. you'll give up eating McDonald's for one year. That's easy. You will divorce rail. That's true. And give up sex for the rest of the year. 
I got a hand. <laughs> I got a hand? It sounded like they had a crowd there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a live podcast. So he didn't have to worry about any of that. He's all good because the Chiefs did win the game. Um, what else? I want to give you this because I don't know if you heard this uh, during the pregame. So Ian did a great job outside the stadium as you guys uh, had to make it from your spot to the car, back to the stadium. Uh, the And for some reason, the audio is just a little bit choppy, but here's Ian describing your car ride back in as CBS put out the video. I guess you had J.J. Watts eating a sandwich. and you're well, Yeah, we all had sandwiches <laughs> in the car because we didn't know how long it was going to take to get there. And there's Sims changing his shoes. All right, here's the update. Phil is due his bag. JJ, yeah, it's a car break. That's what he does, man. He's crushing <laughs> food. Getting the calories. <laughs> oh, 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 getting involved. Uh, Boomer. Where, where's Boomer's energy drink? <laughs> well, he's got three of them ready to go. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> they did a really good job of kind of tracking you guys. I, and it was fun. All right, so I have to tell you, I, I did change clothes. This outside was freezing, so I had that turtleneck on. And uh, so when we were going there, I was going to get changed in the car. Because we weren't sure there was going to be enough time for me to get to the stadium and change. But it turned out that we got there in time, and those guys took over that part of the broadcast. And and I got changed. So I, I thought Nate was going to change, but he, I guess he chickened out on oh. That he sucks. said he had some gold LeMay suit he was going to wear. Oh, man. I said, come on, man. It's Vegas, dude. Let's go. Let's let's buy into it. Step it up. Uh, All right, Jerry. We're a little bit late here, so let's, uh, let's save this stuff for next hour. All right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. From the Blue Wire Studios here at Win Las Vegas. All right, you said you had something for Al Dukes, yes? Yeah, so I heard you and uh, Jerry talking about your experience at the Super Bowl yesterday. Yes. And how uh, you were sitting up in the stands and you felt like you were up there with Riff Raff. Yeah, I was just saying, like, these are very expensive tickets. Like, it was seeing online, 7,000 minimum. And I was like, who are all these people look like the regular schlubs you see at the Jets and Giants games? All right, all right so let me ask you this, you know. How much you pay for your tickets? Well, mine was, you know, you got you got for me. So I was zero, saying, I paid so, zero dollars. So how, maybe some of those people got free tickets from, from their friends or somebody that, you they know. They don't all know people, or, no way. Or maybe they're part of a sponsorship package or something. I, I'm telling you, I, what, they know Bill Coward? No, one knows. I don't know. Like, so, so, so are you saying that you're riffraff as well? 
No, I'm not riffraff because okay. I I got my tickets special as a special occasion. The rest of these people that are 19 beers deep wearing Detroit Lions jerseys, like wh- so where did they get? They're hardcore football fans, which was amazing because Gio was telling me that where you were sitting, which is I'm assuming right where Al was. Yeah, well, it was a couple of sections over, but yes, yeah, same vibe. But yep. you you had people that knew every play from both teams, and they could. Basically, predict what was happening. It, great football fans. That's what I'm around saying. us. A lot of Niner fans, but great football. And the fans. guys, the guys next to me were breaking down the San Francisco punter <laughs> and what his chances of being MVP at one point because yeah, he, those- he had a great guy. He yeah. had a great game. But you know, it's amazing like, when I go to a hockey game. There's nothing worse than sitting there and being into a game and then somebody sitting behind you. It's a friend of somebody who's never been to a hockey game before, and the person behind you has to explain to that person uh. what is happening. I just want to focus in on the ice. I want to watch the game. I can I can almost predict what a Ranger player is trying to do or is going to do because I, I'm so into it. And I would think that that's kind of the experience you had last night. Yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised with the fans around us. Nobody was out of control Nobody was ruining anybody's time. Everybody was respectful. I mean, it was it was great, and and we were not we were not in a luxury box. So I, I thought maybe there was a chance we'd get some of those fans that were a little bit uh, on the uh, on the fritz, and it ended up being great. And by the way, speaking of luxury boxes, did yeah. you see where? Ms. Taylor Swift was sitting. Did you see where her box was? I couldn't tell from yeah. where and, we were where she was in the beginning when she got there. Did you see who was in the box? Reading her. I did see a video of her and Roger Goodell having a conversation. Oh. Hello. How you doing? People are trying to characterize that that was a not a friendly conversation. I'm like, how the hell could anybody know? So there was a couple of videos with captions that said Roger Goodell and Taylor Swift seem to be in a very serious conversation. Uh, were they? I think, I, I think I you know, look, Roger's not an idiot, of course. He knows exactly what the NFL wants, what the, you know, this, 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 I can't even think about what the ratings must have been last night at 10 o'clock when the game was going into overtime. And they, you know, we cut to her a number of times. You know, it was interesting. Sean McManus, our chairman of CBS Sports, who is retiring after the, I think after the tournament and the Masters. Okay. Was saying way back when, before the playoff season even started, that, you know, he was hoping for an overtime Super Bowl. And it would be great if Kansas City were there because of the Taylor Swift effect. Like just on TV and just the interest and everything. And what you want is a really close game to keep everybody in tune. And I'm thinking last night, going into overtime at 10 o'clock on the East Coast, it's it's got to be like 130 to 140 million people watching this thing. Yeah, I mean, how could it not be? I mean, 110 million would be great. That Super Bowl that we had in Tampa, that um, the COVID Super Bowl, um, that was one of the lowest rated and, and probably because people were not getting together, I'm assuming. You know, I don't know all the reasons why that was a low, uh, especially with Tom Brady being in Tampa, yeah. you would think. But with the Taylor Swift effect, with all the commercials, with uh, the halftime of Usher, and just the fact that it's in Vegas, you got to believe that this rating has got to be it's got to be the highest ever. It's got to be. Got to be record-breaking. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports. Now we're a quick break. We'll get right back to it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 